This is episode 179 on the topic of developing AI-enabled leaders. Now, this is a bit of a unique episode, different than what you usually get to hear on the Manager Track podcast. Because I am streaming here or I want to publish or share with you a panel discussion that I had on September 13, 2023, that was uh, streamed on as a LinkedIn Live with three HR leaders on the specific topic of developing AI-enabled leaders, in which we discussed how organizations, specifically startups, Series A, Series B, companies are using and thinking about AI to help leaders with their leadership responsibilities. It was such a fabulous conversation. I wish we had another hour uh, to dive into it that I wanted to share this with you here on the podcast as well. Whether or not you're in a leadership position or you are in an HR role, the integration and intersection of AI and leadership and learning and development is big and is growing as in so many other fields. And it's really important for us to think about it and create the space and time to reflect and be interested in how other companies think about it and integrate AI tools along the way. Now, if you want to watch the conversation and not just listen to it in case you are on a podcast platform right now, rather than YouTube, then check the show notes and find the link, the direct link to the LinkedIn live stream below. Otherwise, I'm going to be quiet now. There's a quick introduction to the podcast and then we'll dive right into the panel discussion. I hope you enjoyed this conversation, find it insightful, and also that it sparks some thoughts and reflections on how you might take some leadership or thought leadership here or strategic initiatives on what to do with AI as it relates to learning and development or your personal leadership development. So let's get started. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this panel on developing AI-enabled leaders. My name is Ramona Shaw. I am so grateful to be here and have this live panel today on this very important, uh, pertinent topic. I am joined by Velia, um, by, uh, by Velia, Jennifer, and Bilal for this conversation. I'm not going to do the interest. I actually want to hand right over to each of you to quickly talk about uh, where you work at and what drives your interest in AI. And then we're going to spend some time together today to really uncover what are the discussions like in 2023 about the technology, how it's influencing your L&D conversations uh, at, uh, in your respective organizations with a focus on the, the, the Series A, Series B startup environment and faster growing organizations. We're trying to adapt and reap the benefits in terms of efficiency and, and productivity and up-leveling the leaders in the organizations. Um, so we have a really good lineup of questions here I've prepared for us to talk about and address the topic of AI and leadership development and L&D overall or HR aspects in more depth and really talk about best practices and current states of discussion. 
With that said, um, Vilia, please uh, introduce yourself briefly, and then we're going to head over right to Jennifer Impilal. Thank you so much, Ramona. Hi, guys. Uh, currently, I form part of the executive leadership team at Triple Music. Um, as Ramona said, my name is Valia Murillo, and I'm serving as the global head of people. Uh, as the first HR hire, I'm responsible for the successful creation of our HR operations, so building from scratch a structure that can continue to support our business growth. I lead the efforts and positive relations of over 100 plus talented folks uh, internationally across culture and time zone and languages in the U.S., Mexico, Armenia, Indonesia, Brazil, and Colombia. Uh, Trouble Music, really quickly, is a fast-growing music app in the world and the only licensed music service that offers on-demand and offline song play for users at no cost. Uh, basically, we're, Trouble is an alternative to piracy for music listeners in emerging markets. Our Trouble Music app is currently available in Mexico, Indonesia, Colombia, Canada, and uh, the United States. And tell us briefly, what threats are interested in, in the AI space? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Um, you know, for AI, I'm hearing both the excitement and apprehension of um, HR professionals. While I find myself in the camp that is more, uh, you know, open and appreciates the endless possibilities of what AI can offer, especially in our role, just making it more efficient. I, I realize that there's other folks that are, you know, more on the worrisome side about what does AI mean? Um, eliminating jobs or um, causing mm -hmm. more conflict than positivity as far as uh, uh, confidential information. So I'm on the side that wants to ensure that leaders like us don't aren't left behind. So that's sort of what drives my my interest. Awesome. Thank you so much. Jennifer, how about you? Yeah, my name is uh, Jennifer Ram Sharon. Thank you for having me today. I am the Director of People Operations currently at Arkea. Um, our care, we are in the personal care, hair care, and skin care biotech space. So uh, look for us in the next month. We are launching uh, a line of perfumes. Um, and through DNA sequencing, we were able to bring back some extinct flowers. So the scents of those perfumes are these extinct flowers. Uh, for me as a people leader, I'm really focused on efficiency, automation, using data to drive insights, scalability, talent acquisition, and diversity. And I see AI playing a really great role in all of that, as long as it's used uh, to the earlier points, right, smartly thinking about data privacy, security. But I think it's an enabler in all of the uh, ways of pushing HR so we can get out of the space of just being task oriented and really mm -hmm. being strategic leaders. Beautiful. Thank you, Jennifer. Bilal, how are you? Absolutely. Super excited to be here uh, with the team. Uh, my name is Bilal Azam. I run all things head, um, head of people and talent here at Parade.ai. Uh, Parade.ai, we are a freight automation platform, uh, helping automate uh, basically everything when it comes to booking trucks uh, between shippers and carriers. Uh, we use machine learning, automation, and AI ourselves for our platform. And so how does AI relate to, to me? Uh, it's part of what our business does specifically. So if we're using it for our customers, uh, seeing how we use that internally help kind of 10x our productivity to 100x our productivity down the line. Uh, something that's very, very near and dear to, to us as people leaders and uh, as a company as a whole. Uh, as Jennifer and William both mentioned, uh, there are, you know, it is AI is a tool, in my opinion. 
Um, it has to be used the right way in the right circumstances. Uh, it's not a replacement, in my opinion, for, for any job out there. More so, it's an ability for our employees to be able to level up the variables up and then use AI to do those mundane tasks that maybe we don't need to be doing anymore. Mm, yeah. Nice. So let's dive in. Uh, the topic of AI has really taken over right with the introduction of chat or GTP back in November. And I think we all have gotten onto that or jumped on that wave or surfed the wave and been serving that wave for a while now. And I feel this is a really good time to look at what has actually come out of it, right? We, we're testing with it. We're learning about it. We're seeing different use cases. And what is the status now? What is the, the, the state of the opinion or the, the state of mind in your organization. Briefly, when you look at research um, that was came out in August by AMD, who said that 67% of a, uh, IT leaders believe that AI can increase employee efficiency, which um, is interesting. And in fact, it, it always almost surprised me not to see that number higher. But again, that speaks to the fact that we have people more on the risk of our side and being more mindful and, and cautious about the introduction and use of AI, uh, as well as then having other people at the camp of being optimistic and really seeing the benefits that it can bring to employees. Let's start with you, Bilal. What are currently the, what's the, what's the state that you're in and how do you see AI intersect with the L&D space or the HR space overall? Absolutely. Um, so for AI with us, we were pretty early adopters, I believe, for ChatGPT as the first large language model and looking at many others along the way. Um, in terms of adoption for us, we offer ChatGPT Plus licenses to all of our employees who choose to, to sign up for it. It's not a mandate, uh, but what we do is we like to have some uh, discussions around how we can use the tool, how leaders can use the tool. And, just, you know, again, that 10x productivity is a phrase that we use a lot over here. Uh, how has affected the L&D space for us? My belief is that we all have a finite amount of time that we can learn in or that we can, you know, gain skills in. And the options we now have are, do we learn how to do that one skill? Maybe it's better writing ability or better communication ability or, or you know, how to do effective leadership, something like that. Or we learn how to use a tool that can do that job repetitively for us and other things on top. And so when you look at how it's affected L&D for us, my, my belief is that instead of learning how to do that one thing, let's learn how to use a tool that can do that one thing and many others in that same amount of time. And so in that way, you're, allow you're allowing yourself and your team to 10x their productivity because they know how to use a tool that can do so much more. Um, so that's why I've been the biggest effect we've seen. Uh, there's also other areas like other tools out there besides large language models, things like Tome. Uh, Tome is a presentation builder uh, using AI. Uh, so using different tools like that allow us to uh, build better presentations, better content, uh, make learning a little bit easier. Uh, for those who are visual learners versus written learners, another way of absorbing information. Uh, and so AI has really become a big part of how we like to grow our team overall. That's really interesting. So it sounds like you're really pushing the, the learning down to the leaders who say like, we're going to give you access and each of you figure out how to best use it and what are some of the tools. Is there a way for you to bring that, the conversation back together and have that knowledge transfer happening within the leaders in the organization? Great question, Ruanas. That's actually something that we we just acknowledge ourselves as well. And so we are starting to do uh, monthly manager meetups uh, where we will have our managers come together and kind of share lessons. They're not, they're not always going to be about AI, uh, but anything around how, how they had better effective one-on-ones, how they helped do their individual contributor level work while also being a people manager. How do they balance all that? And a lot of times AI will come into those conversations because of its productivity support. Um, and so we like to use that as a single forum. And then we also do town halls every two weeks. And... Uh, 
typically once a quarter, twice a quarter, we'll have a section around new tools that we're using or productivity increases that we can do. And AI always will jump into those conversations as well. Uh, we also like to promote our individual contributors to, to talk to each other, not just people leaders on this, on this level. Um, but those are typically the two main forms we have to share information. Mm -hmm. Love that. I wanted to have like the, the emoji clap emoji. I love those <laughs> minutes around, uh, round tables or meetups, uh, very cost efficient way, right. And to ensure that there's this community and, and, uh, knowledge, knowledge, knowledge exchange. Uh, Jennifer, let's hear from you. How is this working in your organization or what's the state of state of the opinion on it? Yeah, I would say um, as a company, we have not really had the time to come together and really dig into this conversation, right? Being a series A, getting ready to launch a product. Uh, so we have not really defined what is AI and AI tools look for us, especially with thinking about data security and privacy. Uh, so we have not adopted it as a whole, but as a people operations team, we've started to look into how it could help us, uh, specifically on L&D, with about that continuous learning. Uh, so I've started to use it a little bit with course recommendations or putting together templates um, for how those continuous feedback conversations could happen. And then the goal will be to see how relevant the information we're receiving from that is and then working with our legal counsel to really kind of put in some parameters in place. So we're a little bit behind the curve in uh, company-wide adoption. Uh, I would say the area that we have adopted it the most is probably more on the talent acquisition recruiting side with mm -hmm. Pat GPT and People GPT, which has come out um, for more job description, uh, templatizing, uh, using it to ensure we aren't we don't have biased language, right? Using it kind of as our bias slash gender decoder. So that's probably the area we've been the most successful in adopting it. Mm, yeah, very interesting. Um, Lilia, let's go to you. What is it like at Pebble? I'm I'm sort of uh, I, I guess I'm more um like Jennifer in the sense that. We, we are still a startup company We're like I mentioned, we're hundred plus employees, uh, distributed all over the map. And so our focus has been on, on making sure our, our teams are well taken care of. Um, we have taken advantage of, uh, uh just like, uh, Belil with this company, sort of finesse adopters into our product. As I mentioned, we are a music application. And so how best to utilize a version of ChatGPT is to have our own interactive um, treble uh, icon that allows our users to interact and ask questions all related around music, building music playlists, saving you time uh, around themes and, and uh, concepts uh, to build a playlist. But as an HR professional, I'm not going to wait for my team to give me the green light. Okay, we need to prepare for. So what have I done? Just like Bill and Jennifer, I've taken advantage of the free version of ChatGPT. I have logged in on my spare time and I have safely picked out one or two or three administrative tasks that I'm not scared I will be giving out confidential information. Uh, so I've tested out ChatGPT. Uh, a couple of examples have been uh, job description. I'm not full blown ready to utilize ChatGPT to make recruiting assessments and, and interviews for me or things of that nature, but I am ready to gain back a little bit of my time. Let's build some job descriptions on ChatGPT. Uh, but I always do it with caution, right? A rule of thumb for me is 
don't utilize the first version that's generated by ChatGPT. I'm going to take it and make that my draft. I'm going to read it, edit it, play with it, make it my own. I may then decide, okay, this doesn't work. I'm going to toss it, but it was good practice. Um, another thing besides job descriptions that I've been practicing with ChatGPT Chat is um, building out questions, right? So I know my job description. I know the role, uh, but let me refresh my my. Uh, you know, my my plethora of questions. And let me ask you at TPT, taking into consideration this job description that you just helped me create, let's build a round, a first round of interview questions. And then I kind of sift through them and, and pick those out. Um, because I am working for an international company where languages are abound, um, I, I know two languages, English and Spanish. I'm not quite yet fluent in Armenian or Bahasa, for example. Uh, so I have uh, tried to take some of my documentation, maybe some welcome messages, maybe uh, a brief paragraph in the employee handbook. And to make a good employee experience, I'll use ChatGPT to help me translate it. Uh, so. Those are just some of the things that I've been using. I know my team uh, will appreciate them. They may not know, but I'm always very forthcoming. Okay, this is version number two of ChatGPT um, with my, my flavor sprinkled on top. And so it just, I'm able to get simple things out a lot faster. I gain a little extra time for my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, nice. So with that, let's, Let's paint a picture forward or let's have um, look at the next 12 months with that in mind uh, in that or with that time, the horizon in mind. Talk about two specific things. One, how do you think leaders will adapt AI tools in, in a different range or how would you like them to adapt and play and experiment with AI tools for them to be, be, help them and get support in their leadership related responsibility? And then two, as a second part to that question, how do you believe AI will influence the L&D or leadership development space going forward? Where do you see that potential and, and what specifically is your interest in that? Let's start with that first question here. Jennifer, where do you think, in which ways do you think that AI tools can support leaders uh, in their day-to-day -day leadership related responsibilities? No, I mean, I think it's a great question. I think, you know, when we think about the employee life cycle, I can see AI playing a role right from the beginning. So we've talked a lot about hiring and recruitment, but it's also using it for that onboarding experience. Uh, you know, some of the conversations that I have been having, having is that if we adopt this a little sooner and use it as part of our employee life cycle, I think our leaders are set up for success when it comes to managing their teams. They're able to create these individualized career paths and use it for continuous feedback. Um, and if we're being honest, right, that's probably one of the areas we talk about a lot as leaders. Are we giving enough feedback and at the right intervals? And so even during my time of learning more about chat GPT and going into the functions of it and what it can do, it really can enable that feedback right loop at this beginning stage day one for a new employee. So not only does that enhance and enable a leader to really make sure that they are connecting with their team. Um, but it's going to allow them to help really grow and upskill and uplevel their team faster, which in turn as a leader helps upskill and uplevel us faster. So for me, when I think about it, I really think about let's get it right in the beginning. Let's make it part of this life cycle um, and make it part of the journey, not only for our leaders, but for everybody in the team. Mm -hmm. 
So just saying that you mentioned the feedback, I think there's huge potential in changing the feedback loop or the feedback cycles, moving away from the very structured uh, qualitative performance or annual performance reviews to uh, to build use AI for a lot faster and quicker turnaround that's that can be immediately uh, implemented as well. Bilal, what is the where where is your head at on this? Um, I believe so. Again, AI is a tool, right? And uh, like Jennifer and Leah both have mentioned, it is something that has to be used with some caution because you don't want to put anything proprietary on there. All of it is, you know, their their information what you put onto their platforms. Um, so I believe that for anything that is repetitive, that's where AI can really come in and, and shape how a people leader can do their jobs. And what I mean by that, we've talked about job description, we talked about interview planning, we talked about performance feedback, we talked about onboarding. All of these things are, are great examples where these are things you're going to continuously do as your team develops, as you have attrition, as you have, you know, sure, whatever that might be. You have to get better and better every single time. And so uh, for me, AI has been a great tool for kind of gap analysis, saying, hey, here's our plan today, give me a general, no proprietary information. Um, but then from there saying, what are we missing, right? What, what is something that could help enhance the employee experience and the employee onboarding? Uh, what could attract better people, uh, you know, more diverse talent to our platform? And so just using it as an iteration tool is probably where I see the, the most support because we don't know what we don't know until we do it. And so AI can be that kind of, it knows sometimes what we might not realize and bring us to that next level without having to make the mistake ourselves. Um, so I think to me, that's probably the biggest, biggest uh, fit for it is the, getting rid of the repetition tools and then doing the gap analysis to iterate pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, Lydia, how about you? Um, these are such great, um, great ideas and great um, implementations. And I'm taking note, guys. I hope you don't mind. I might, I might feel some of these myself. Um, no. But uh, one thing I, I would like to try to utilize ChatGPT and, and make uh, the most out of it is, as we all know, you know, managers are, middle managers especially, are super important for the uh, retention of employees. And because, uh, uh, again, I, speaking of my experience in my, my company, we're an international organization and cultures sometimes are different in the way we, we hear a message, tones and, and wording and language. I'd love to figure out how to utilize existing ChatGPT or we have a talented group of engineers in our media that we're proud of that, if time allows, speak with them about ideas, how we can build our own proprietary tool, excuse me, to build out coaching mechanisms for our, our managers. So come up with scenarios, right? So we won't use real names of people or, or places, but we can come up with scenarios and practice role play um, and, and make some, some, give opportunity to ask managers to, okay, if I'm not available, I'm always available 24 seven, but if I'm not available, plant a scenario in, in ChatGPT very generic um, and plant the scenario that you're facing right now and ask ChatGPT uh, to be brief and concise because we know ChatGPT will go on and on for like 1,200 lines and just give me examples of how I can best approach the subject matter, how I can give feedback, how I can, uh, you know, talk about uh, positive or negative uh, review. So basically a coaching mechanism. I think uh, playing out role play, it would be great. Mm -hmm. Another, my apologies, another way I can think of is thinking about HR's constantly repetitive slew of questions that come our way is also maybe again proprietary, but 
build out our FAQs, the most popular FAQs in all parts of the world we're in, for example, and make those translations and have them ready for day one of, of someone's arrival. So those are just two areas that I think uh, thinking outside the box, in both employee and manager in, in development. Yeah. Uh, all of them, such such great uh, little little tips and and ways that you've experimented with that are so easy to implement um, and and try out. So thank you for sharing this. Now, for part B of that question, how does it influence or what do you see the future like in that intersection of, of AI and L and D, HR, leadership development? If we dream big and we look at the real ability to personalize, leverage mass amounts of data to create and optimize experiences, learning experiences, uh, these coaching opportunities that we might see. Dream, dreaming big, uh, if we were to speak again 12 months from now, September 2024, what do you wish uh, you would see or hope to explore further in that time frame? Uh, and let's, uh, Bilal, let's go back to you. I'm curious to hear where, where, where you see that going or hope to see that going. All right. So ideal state in 12 months, where do you want to be without uh, AI? Uh, that's a great question. I think it can go a lot of different ways. When it comes specifically to people management, um, my hope would be to see all the mundane tasks, all the things that a manager doesn't want to do, you know, besides like the performance management and difficult conversations they have to have, all of that would be automated. Uh, now that is a dream state. I don't think the, I don't think the AI like technology is already yet, nor do I think adoption is going to be that quick. Uh, but to be able to see a manager truly able to focus on developing their team, pushing their team to that next career growth level they want to be, really focus on on metrics like retention and uh, productivity metrics and velocity, like product velocity, things like those would be fantastic. Uh, as an example, I think a lot of us as, as people leaders and as middle managers might see that uh, reporting, it, it could be something that takes a lot of time, right? Making sure that we have our project plans updated, uh, sales forces updated for our sales team, whatever those tools are they use, putting that work into making sure that, you know, they're higher ups or whoever has the visibility they need to, to report metrics at a high level. If AI can take over those type of things, whether it's ChatGPT using Zapier to integrate with Salesforce into a dashboard or whatever that might be, allowing those connections to happen and to read that data in a safe and secure way uh, would be fantastic because then the team, that's, that's hours a week that someone probably is using to audit to update all these different data sources. If that's gone, that's time spent back into your one-on-ones, back into your personal L&D development, uh, back into, you know, personal individual contributor work or learning more about AI tools that can help you automate more and more. And so mm -hmm. to be able to take AI as a kind of like a, your assistant um, and let it do the things that, you know, you can trust your assistant to do versus you have to do, that would be an ideal state, I think. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you highlight this, right? Because I think some of the risks or concerns would be that people have is that AI will take over or automate what's actually, what's the human app part of it, um, of leadership. And you're actually saying, no, we want to automate what is not the human part so that leaders can actually double down on the human aspect of it and really uh, strengthen the relationships, dive deeper into the, the specific career goals or growth goals that the individual has and, and tailor their experience of the employee lifecycle even further to the person in front of them or on their 100%. You know, they say that people don't leave jobs, they leave managers, right? And so if we give our managers more time to go focus on their people, obviously, you know, I mean, that, that equation right there means that you hopefully have higher retention and higher retention typically means better product velocity. And so let's give our humans time to be humans. Uh, it's, it's really the goal I look forward to. So yeah, great call out. Love that. William, how is it for you? What is your uh, dream state? 
12 months, 12 months from then. Um, I believe that that um, the part of our title, I believe all of this habit is is the word human and, and uh, Bilal is, is touched on it. I think rather than be scared of the technology, the innovation, uh, the what could be, the what ifs, we have to take this uh, a day at a time and utilize this to our advantage. The thing that I think will, will come to, to, to be more important is the human aspect, is the fact that we're going to get so caught up with um, automating a lot of things. The one thing that, that AI won't do, at least not in my lifetime, is, uh, is prevent the need for connection, the, the need for empathy, the need for feeling, the need to, um, you know, back if I take this back to my customer call center operation days, uh, humans need humans. Humans want someone else to listen and empathize. Even though they can go to the chat box and get a quick, uh, frequently asked question in seconds, they actually, even if I, as a human, I'm going to repeat the same thing, they want to hear it from me. They want to hear that they're, they're, that they're being heard, that they understand all the pleasantries that, that uh, won't go away. In my current uh, position, I would love to see us taking advantage of, uh, of ChatGPT in some way or over-proprietary because I think the only way, it, this won't be a one-size-fits-all for companies. So we need to learn how to, to create our own tools. Um, and I would love to take advantage of this for well-being, how to help, uh, you know, uh, find ways to, to cope with stressful days. That maybe my, my teammate will, will not always come to me, but they can go to ChatGPT and maybe get a few tips and tricks of how to, to manage the work day in, in a in mental state, you relieve stress. But I think there's, we can go with this for, for so many ways, but I think the human aspect of our role will be even more important. Communication, uh, you know, facilitating communication, and I think uh, properly prompting ChatGPT is another way to improve our communication. If you don't prompt it, instruct it, give correct parameters, you're not going to get the outcome you want. So, so practicing our own communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually, you know, you, you build on something that you said earlier too there with the, the intercultural uh, barriers or challenges that sometimes come up, including the, the language barriers. That I really see a great potential there to help leaders be able to tailor more, to recognize potential biases, to, to adapt and learn and be coached through different communication styles to better meet people where they're at in terms of did the cultural background um, or, or, you know, the location, the language that they may uh, speak and or, or cultural norms to be, to build that awareness and we're not all the same, right? And sometimes, especially coming in the, coming from the U.S., we may have a bit of a U.S.-centric view and then recognizing, wait a second, I'm working with all different cultures and I recognize these little nuances, but I'm learning on the go. I'm learning through mistakes potentially or through challenging moments versus really getting coached and building that awareness up front that then helps us set up, uh, be set up for success in those different situations. Agreed. Beautiful. Jennifer, how about you? You know, um, I agree with everything they said about the mundane tasks and kind of handling that. But for me, when I think about the landscape, I focus a lot on emergence. So whether emerging leaders or succession planning and as uh, HR or people ops leaders, we have all of this data. 
And I'd love to see in a way, right, obviously mining, you know, data security and privacy, uh, to be able to take all of that and use it to analyze the data that we have and figure out who are our emerging leaders, who are the people within the organization that might be even right for a role on a different team. Uh, as we think about succession planning, using that data to really see who are the high potential individuals we already have within the organization. Um, because I think it is very hard. We, we do have all of this data and I would really love to see AI synthesize it and then be able to use that to kind of start doing some predictive analysis of, you know, uh, whether that's even our internal employees, right? Figuring out how long do employees that we have typically stay in an organization and even using that as an influx to start a new conversation with that person, right? We are coming up on that three-year mark. What does that future look for you, look like for you? So I'd love to see AI start to help with that future and emerging trends conversations. I'm going to ask a follow-up question here. When you say we have this vast amount of data, right, that we could use to dive deeper into the analytical part, can you give us some examples of specific data that you find interesting that you're already collecting or intend to collect? Yeah, I mean, um, some of the data that we use, right, we have our performance uh, management tools and the data that comes out of there. We do a lot of skills and gaps assessments. Uh, so we have a lot of the data there. Um, our team does coaching. So there's data that we get back from those coaching sessions, uh, even social network, uh, you know, analysis, figuring out who really our ambassadors are outside of the organization and how do we utilize them more within the company. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, Bilal and Ben, Vidya, any comments here or anything to add on to, on the predictive index or analytical part uh, uh, or how that intersects with AI? You know, that's a great uh, call from Jennifer, I believe, when it comes to the uh, using, we have so much data, right? I think every company has vast amounts of data. We use so many databases for sales tools and CX platforms and people platforms, engineering, every, there's just, there's just data everywhere, right? And the reality is that that data sits there until we have, an, uh, have a way of analyzing it to help with productivity or for the people function for retention or for sales, how to target your audience better for CX, how to minimize churn. And so using AI achieved a fantastic idea to say, here's the data. Now, again, we have to figure out a way to keep that secure to the team, right? That's proprietary. But here's the data. What trends are you seeing? What are we missing, right? Being able to ask that open-ended question and have a supercomputer in the back end process all of that for you in real time and say, hey, did you, th did you realize that your, your small to mid-sized business uh, cohort had become 50% of your business with a sales cycle of 15 days? Why don't we try? Are there more here that we can go look at? Simple example for sales. Let's say for CX, if they talk about churn, there's a lot of times a net dollar retention is a big metric for them. Hey, have you noticed that enterprise customers or this type of customer base is the most uh, most at risk? Why? Here, here's analysis of the data and the calls you've had. You know, see, you know, maybe CSM is not as in tune with a uh, small to mid-sized business. They've been churning high levels because of that. These are these are things that can actually be actionable by your business to us uh, to support business um, goals, and it's just something that takes so much time and honestly a very high quality individual who understand SQL and data analytics and Python and R and all these different like high level tools and then, you know, languages to be able to do that analysis for you. We have a platform that can do that automatically. If there's a way we could do it securely, I mean, we have to do that. Otherwise we will be left behind. So that was a great call, Jennifer. And then to add to that, how do you monitor that progress, right? Like, cause like that takes a whole different team of people to do that. So if we're able to utilize that tool for 
the emerging part and then the monitoring, it really would revolutionize our day-to-days and our leaders' day-to-days. Yeah, how do you put AI into your your normal function versus make it another thing to go look at? It's pretty interesting, guys, you bring that up because when when, uh, Jennifer Balika started talking about data, I thought of the one thing that I love uh, but that is always very time-consuming is uh, employee surveys, right? Satisfaction surveys, um, uh, employee net promoter scores. Um, they come in and they come in fast, but how do I take all that information? And then over time, I'm able to see the jumps, the, the peaks and valleys of satisfaction or dissatisfaction and being able to quickly identify some of our, our surveys that we perform are anonymous and some of them at times, depending on on um, the comfort level, I feel uh, depending on the topic, they they actually will have names and the part of the world that my team member is answering from, so that I know how to address them, when to address them. So um, that's the immediate thought of when 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 we started talking about data outside of the 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 usual uh, employee surveys. I mean, satisfaction is key. So great call out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as a you know fr- from from my perspective as a coach. <clears throat> And uh, leadership development consultant, I find that really interesting too, to see what can we do proactively in terms of both identifying breakdowns and collaborations, potential conflict on the horizon by looking at interactions, by looking at um, communication that happens between different teams or between different people, as well as what is the data that AI can learn from to then identify who are the high potentials, or like you were saying there, the ambassadors of the organization, who are the ones with the skill set that would fit what we're looking for for a specific role in the future based on that job profile or, or um, strength profile, skill profile required, and then being able to use the data to get us, get us a head start in identifying both the downside risks as well as the upside potential. Right now, some of the... Um, and some of the the finding the 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 talent within our talent, right? So it's it, I think of the times where we're trying to rediscover, get to know our employees again. Uh, they've been uh, with us for for a long time, years, and, and uh, yeah. getting to know them again. It's almost getting to court them again. Uh, we have to do those set up the scheduled one on ones. Think about the questions. Um, you know, figure out the right time zone differences, and with something that that we can think of and create through AI, it's the the opportunities to improve that are endless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see in twelve months where we land. We will be part of the conversation, <laughs> and then. Probably even paint an, 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 a bigger picture and vision for the subsequent 12 months. Now, as we're wrapping up, I do want to talk about the risks and concerns that uh, we may have or we've heard or are being uh, engaged with in conversations around AI and introduction of AI into the HR field, including asset L&D. What are some of the concerns that have come up? And, and I'll leave it open for whoever wants to jump in and, and, and speak first. I'll quickly jump in there, guys. I, I know uh, in our world, and really, I think every major industry is highly regulated, some more than others. So I think uh, one of the things to watch out for, because who knows what will happen in 12 months, but I can predict some state regulations, maybe consideration by the federal, uh, you know, federal uh, governments or, or representatives creating 
bills and passing them to govern uh, uh, how how far and how risky AI is going to get. Um, just like privacy, data security, um, it, it's it's going to be a little messy. <laughs> and uh, if if we're in my case, I have to think about Mexico, Armenia, and all these other countries. Um, and I'm still a small, a small team uh, uh, handling this. That, that's on my radar and a, a big concern for me. It's hard enough trying to just do the, the day-to-day regulations that we have to worry about with employee, uh, employee law. But on top of that, sort of maneuver and, and do the right dance around those regulations. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say my biggest concern is definitely the regulation and the proprietary data. Um, you know, all of these uh, large language models have the kind of disclaimer that what you put in here is not our information to learn on, uh, which means it's a very large limiting factor. Our engineering team can never put code into that thing, even though it could be a great code quality assessor and, you know, figure out the gaps. That's proprietary data, especially for our CX team and stuff. You know, they can't put our customer data onto there because that's, again, very proprietary and safe information. But besides their, the data security, I think the, the next thing is the blind acceptance of what an LLM will say to you. And what I mean by that is that you know, there's, there's already examples out there where you, you feed something into ChatGPT, it's only learning from September, 2021. And so if you will put in there, hey, how does employment law affect this? It's been time to answer for you. Again, this is just a large language model. It's just assuming this, this word makes sense after that word and spits it out for you. It doesn't really have intelligence to it. And so blind, my, my worry is that people start blindly following and say, oh, well, ChatGPT said this is right, so I'm going to go with it. And that's where you have to, you have to remember, this is a tool, but we are still the humans that are, are monitoring that tool and using that tool and have to validate what it says. Uh, so th- I get a little worried about people thinking it as a replacer again, versus just a tool in their tool belt. And I agree with that too, like that over-reliance. For me, when I think about it, I worry about the bias and fairness. These algorithms inherit bias from right, the data they're trained on. Um, so it can result sometimes in like unfair or discriminatory outcomes. Um, and so my worry is like making sure that as leaders, we ensure the systems are regularly audited for bias and we take steps to mitigate that. The other part of this is that I call it that trans- transparency and explainability of these algorithms. They're complex and they're difficult to interpret. So making sure we understand and we strive for the transparency, that explainability factor in all of the decisions, um, because it's how we maintain our employees' trust. So if we can't explain it or understand it, then we shouldn't, we should need to make sure that we don't roll something out that's going to uh, wither away or degrade the trust that our role is to build within the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to add another part there, um, building on a bit of the recognizing that this is just a tool. I think one of the challenges that I see with a lot of the tools that come out in the coaching space specifically that use some kind of tools, a chat uh, box to have interactions or to give suggestions or, you know, people that I work with who say, oh, I put that into that question into ChatGV or into whatever tool that they're using to then see what the output would be. And actually it was great. And I think that over-reliance on it, uh, where we actually diminish our ability to develop critical thinking and that human aspect that we actually want to hone in more, where we rely just too much and also pass on some of the accountability to any of those tools. Um, definitely a concern that I see. Great. 
It reminds me of um, uh, some something that happened. It was in the news where it could happen to the most intelligent of people uh, to to really take uh, uh, chat GPT generated results and, and apply it and share it with the world. Uh, you guys probably heard it. It was a lawyer who took um, some yeah. some content and put it out there to the world where it was updated. It wasn't even real. I think it was. Um, but I think one of the things that uh, that as HR leaders and just executives and professionals in 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 everyday day to day work is remind uh, our team members that don't be scared of this. Um, here are some some uh, you know parameters that th these are things that we're using it for now that, that are okay for you to try. And like I said early on, keep practicing with it. It doesn't have to be like serious. You could take it you know take a break and just play with it. Ask it. Uh, ask it questions that you know the answer to and see what it what it says, right? Um, and treat it, I think of it as sort of like uh, like a, a, like when you first started learning to ride a bike, right? With the training wheels. That's what's happening with with with, with AI for me. That's the way I'm taking it. It's going to be a while before I decide I'm going to go full steam ahead, take off the training wheel. But um, in the meantime, it, it, this is good practice. And it, uh, there's, there's, I'm not going to be scared of it, but I need to know, as uh, to Jennifer's point, I need to know what I'm talking about. So I need to see the, the the good and the bad and the ugly of this of this of this tool and innovation and figure it out as as I want to grow with it. I don't want to be like I said before. I don't want to be left behind. I have to stay abreast of what's going on. Yeah, totally. And also not be blind, son. As we're, as we're coming to the close of the of this panel conversation, which I so enjoyed, um, and I think we could probably spend another hour on these on these topics, but I want to quickly open up. Is there anything that you wished we had talked about or you think is relevant for this conversation that we haven't yet touched on? I need just say go for it, Jennifer. No, I was just gonna say reminding leaders to make sure they're educating and training themselves. Uh, over and over. This is not going to be a very a quick sprint. This is a journey with AI. And so taking courses, whether Coursera or edX and utilizing that and understanding AI, not just from the people operations or HR lens, but understanding it from the business lens is going to be huge in ensuring that you get the right adoption within your company. Um, there's also a couple of good books that I recommend for people when they ask me about it. There's one called AI for HR. Um, it's mm -hmm. by Ben Eubanks that, right, use AI to build a successful workforce. And then Human Plus Machine um, by Paul Doherty and um, James Wilson. And it's kind of reimagining the workplace in the age of AI. And so it's talking about it from all lenses. And I think it's going to be important that we continuously have these conversations and continue the education process. Very nice. Jennifer, after our um, panel ends, would you drop those in the comments on LinkedIn? Yeah, of course. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Milia or Bilal, any additional resources or comments as we wrap up? I would say uh, online, there's a ton of these cheat sheets for ChatGPT. I don't have a specific one I go to, but what I do is almost on a weekly basis, I will just Google it or I'll even ask ChatGPT uh, to give me a little cheat sheet for it. Um, and to me, that's been a really big helpful, uh, helpful part of uh, learning how to use a tool because it not only tells you the languages it can talk in, it tells you, you know, the tones it can speak in, the right way to prompt it, how to, how to specify, you know, uh, prompt after prompt. And so to me, a, a big thing to look at there would also be how do you refine your ability to use it? Because again, it's a tool. It's only going to be as good as the user putting information into it. Okay. 
Um, which also, by the way, right, a, yeah, a huge, very closely, right, a, a huge opportunity to step up as a leader and really dive into this to then be guiding the conversations and the initiatives around AI. Exactly. Yep. I'll add one quick thing in there, Ramona. I, I follow you and I have been following you for a while. I think uh, taking advantage of LinkedIn, it is something that all of us in HR, we were very active on. Try to, you know, find the, the right people to follow. To, don't do this alone, right? And uh, creating opportunities. It doesn't have to be a live panel for us to keep discussing. I'd love to continue conversations. And for anybody that's listening live now or uh, ends up, you know, looking over or listening to the recording, I'd love to have conversations about it. What, what are people thinking? What's on their mind? And uh, just connect. There's so many. I know there's um, plenty of academies that offer courses just for HR, just six months, five months. Just keep learning. Just be open to to exploring this uh, this new new world that we're we're emerging in. So, absolutely, um, that great point to end on. So let's keep that conversation going. And for anyone listening who's also interested in it, please comment or reach out to the panel uh, the panelists here as well uh, to to stay to stay in touch. And we'll definitely do a part two. So that's going on the schedule for 2024. <laughs> To follow up on it, for any of the resources that you have mentioned, again, if you drop those in the comments, I think I'm sure people will appreciate that as well, or any additional tools that come to mind as you um, reflect on our conversation. Thank you everyone so much for listening in and for the three of you for joining us this morning on the panel on the topic of AI and developing AI-enabled leaders. Thank you so much for being here and a great rest of your day. You too.